welcome to Multiverse with you, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form, I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And we're doing our final fan appreciation. Uh, yeah, I guess that one too. Uh, this week we, well, this episode we are covering What If Volume 1, number 15 for our sole regular MZ user beyond Javier Files, who is Javon Mukluk. And he requested that we cover the What If Nova was different people. And uh, it was written by Marv Wolfman, who also served as co-editor. And it had a framing sequence written by John Buscema with Joe Sino on the framing art, with Michelle W. on colors, with Michael Higgins and Irv Watanabe on the letters. And normally, Richard Ryder gets blasted with Centurion Nova powers and becomes a superhero. And so this one gives us four alternate universes where something different happens. <sighs> the first is what if Helen Taylor had become Nova, which is Earth 79715, which was written by Marv Wolfman with pencils by Walt Simonson, inks by Bob Wyasek, and Nev Yamtov on the colors. And so in this universe, Willie Dubrow has just murdered the husband of Helen Taylor, who swears revenge. And the police sort of laugh it off because they are jerks. Yep. And they're not really helpful. And, like, time goes by, she gets despondent that they're never going to find out who killed her husband. And then she ends up getting the Nova Force powers, starts hunting down the uh, person who killed her husband, and she, like, doesn't find him. But she does find a lot of stereotypical mobsters, which is excellent. Then she's like, time for some pain. So she, like, throws in through walls, and she even, like, gets a calling card. Do you think those come with the Nova costume and power set? I don't think so. She probably goes to the same place that Spider-Man does. It would make sense. She ends up getting more vicious as she, like, fights and takes down criminal empires until she eventually meets the Kingpin. And it's great because he tries to be intimidating, and then he, she just tosses him out the window, which is going to kill him. And oh, yeah. most of the people aren't really sure how to feel about her. And this really makes me want to see a Punisher with the Nova Force story. Like, as soon as his family dies, he gets the Nova powers. That would be cool. And then it's like, oh. And then you have, like, the Nova Corps show up. It's like, you know, maybe you shouldn't be killing people as much. And then he just... Kills them. Yeah. Basically, as Punisher kills the Marvel Universe, though. Except well, for it would be even quicker, because he'd have Nova powers. <laughs> yeah. The Fantastic Four ends up getting contacted by the government to stop her, so they attack her with robots and the thing, and she rationalizes that they must be criminals, so she takes out Johnny and Reed before Sue airbubbles her, and because she falls unconscious, that they're initially going to put her into stasis until they can figure out what to do with her. And then they're like, eh, let's crazy Nova powers, send her to the negative zone. So yeah, they put her in the negative zone. And as they reflect to try and figure out how she turned out to be so evil and intense, we end up seeing that the criminal that she was after had actually driven off-road months ago and ended up at the bottom of a river. And he was dead the entire time, which I think is a really great twist. It was a good twist. Like, I, I like this one. Because, like, Helen Taylor beating the hell out of people is fun. The second is, what if Jesse had become Nova? which takes place on Earth-15797, which was penciled by Carmine Infantino, with Frank Springer on the inks and Roger Slifer on colors. They got some really good pencilers on this one. 
Yeah, they did. Yeah, art was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, this was back when it was new, so I guess they had to push it a lot more. And so, in this universe, the Watcher explains that nobody has superpowers, so we end up cutting to Jesse, who's a homeless man, being kicked into the snow with his cat, Jake. And he has the Nova Force, but he isn't really using it. And he looks up to see a shining star, which is actually a scroll invasion force, who note that the only like protection is a strange extraterrestrial energy source, which is the Nova suit that he has. And once they take care of that and take control over it, they'll be able to take over the Earth. And Jesse, meanwhile, goes to an orphanage that is willing to take him in, and he tells stories that the kids are all into. And then a scroll ship shows up, they burst in, and they try and kill Jesse, but because of the Nova power that he has, it renders the weapon ineffective. One of these scrolls turns into a serpent, and Jesse pretends to get knocked out, so they abduct him as the kids watch on. He ends up hearing that their plan is that they're going to call more scroll people to take over the Earth. So before they can do that, he sacrifices himself flying through the ship, preventing them from calling for backup as the kids look into space. It's sort of weird because they don't make his death explicit until the end. Yeah. It's also like, why did he have to kill this guy? For the funsies. I guess. Yeah, we don't find out that he's dead until... Uh, Pretty late like, in the game. Yeah, like it's once all the stories are done. Not the shinning star. The shining nope. star. <laughs> you got the shinning boy. You mean shining. No. I don't remember the full quote. Quiet. You want to get sued? There we go. Uh, after that is What If Peter Parker Had Become Nova, which is on Earth 51977, which the art was by Ross Andrew and Frank Jayasoya. Jayasoya. Frank G-I-A-C-O-I-A. And they stopped, like, fully delineating who did what parts of the art. And that's sort of like, oh, that's not nice. And so in this universe, when Peter is bitten by the radioactive spider, it turns out that it has too much radiation, man. So he gets really sick. To be fair, that's probably what would happen to him in real life anyway. He's got too much radioactive spider blood. Uh, so Aunt May and Uncle Ben come in to the hospital and Aunt May, because she's got a weak heart, ends up having a heart attack. And we find out... Classic Aunt May. Yep. And we find out a few hours later that Peter is going to be permanently crippled in his legs and Aunt May is dead. And Uncle Ben is sad. Poor Uncle Ben. Classic Uncle Ben. So Peter becomes angry and withdrawn and he eventually ends up in college... Because, like, uh, shoot, I'm blanking on his name. Jackal Dot. Jackal Professor is there. Warren. Oh, man. Yeah, it's my turn to forget that. Yeah, because, uh, Professor Warren is there and all he does is work until he, uh, gets hit with the Nova energy. He's like, I can walk. I can even fly. Can I play the piano anymore? Well, of course he can. Well, I couldn't be for Oh, Nova Force. And so he flies home to show his powers off to Uncle Ben. And on the way into his house, he catches the burglar breaking in. And he ends up saving Uncle Ben from the bullet that it shoots at him. 
but the bullet ricochets off of Peter and ends up killing the burglar. And Peter starts moping and calls the police to arrest him for the murder. And Uncle Ben and the police are like, no, you literally did nothing wrong. It was self-defense. But instead, Peter throws away his costume. What an asshole. Basically. And the last one is, what if Nova had become a criminal, which is on Earth 97751, which was by George Perez and Tom Palmer. And we cut to a base in space where Doctor Doom, Red Skull, and the Sphinx, remember that guy from New Warriors in Egyptia? Mm, vaguely. Yep. Uh, Nova is the leader of this group, and they've already killed all the superheroes on Earth, using the space that Nova got along with the Nova powers. And he basically used the like world hive mindy thing that he has to help attack the heroes at their weakest and now doom wants to get more power because he's dr doom red skull is pretty much trying to be a flatterer to get close to uh nova and the sphinx is silent most of the time because he's got his own ship that he's dealing with so doom wants to take over and tries to attack nova in his bed and punches him but then red skull betrays doom and shoots him killing him but now the skull wants to rule so he also attacks nova sphinx shows up and attacks nova in the back and then red skull thinks that he has an ally until the sphinx kills him nova gets back up and sphinx also kills nova and he's now left as the last superpowered being and he really just wants to find a way to end his own immortality because he's so tired or because he's tired so, so tired. tired he's tired of having life so tired and even though he can now connect to every mind on earth the person we really needed to end his life was nova womp womp and that was a fun story lots yeah. of super villains arguing like out of all of these i think the weakest one was probably the jesse story but that's nowhere near as bad as the other ones were it's true. That we've covered. So our current dividing line, because our list has 381 universes on it, is 191 for the halfway point and 95.25. So I think we should definitely scroll up, like maybe into the top 20 to look for the uh, Helen Tail Helen Taylor Nova. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to? The uh, what did the Avengers formed in the 1950s? The Agents of Atlas. That was good. Yeah, I, I figured you probably wanna. I figured you probably wouldn't want to go that high. Uh, what if Galactus became human? Yeah, it's better than that. So our new number 21 is Earth 79715. Helen Taylor Nova. After that is Earth 15797, which was what if Jesse had become Nova. And yeah, I didn't like this one as much. How do you feel about it compared to uh, uh, Weapon X uh, compared to Weapon X Vision? Um, yeah, it's about on par with that. I think it's a little worse. Uh, right above that is Age of Apocalypse Original Flavor. Which I like Age of Apocalypse more. Yeah, me too. Uh, right under that is Doom Lord of Vampires, the Heroes Con sketch special. That can be better than that. Uh, X-Men the Animated Series. 
Um, not as good. Uh, Red Skull was a U.S. sleeper agent. Or Red Skull was U.S. sleeper agent. That's better than that. Okay. So our new number 65 is Earth 15797. Jesse. Nova. After that is What If Peter Parker Had Become Nova. And this was a great one just because of how shitty Peter is at the end. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to Hollywood Spider-Man? Um, I think it's still a little worse than that. Uh, right under that is Devin's Bullcrap from the episode that you did. Oh yeah, it was a great episode. It's not as good as that either. Man, what a perfect episode that was too. From <laughs> that time uh, where Luke had to cheat and flood the ballots. <laughs> well... Uh, under that is Superman Red Sun. Um, I like it more than that. So, right above Superman Red Sun. Yep. So, our new number 27 is Earth 51977, Peter Parker, Nova. And then the last one is 97751, What If a Criminal Had Become Nova? Uh, how do you feel about this compared to Iron Doom slash Masada? Um, I like Iron Doom a little bit more. Uh, Marvel 1602? It's better than 1602. Okay. So, our new number 18 is Earth 97751. Criminal, comma, Nova. So, that brings our list to 385 entries. Dang yo. Mm-hmm. I bet by the end of the year we'll have more entries. I don't. We don't believe enough, Devin. I know. And, uh, yeah, so that wraps up this week. Uh, next week we are in a production limbo where we will either be doing a long awaited uh, comic, Marvel Heroes. Or we will be doing Nick Fury fighting World War II in space. Mm -hmm. You know, one of those two. And then we are rolling back uh, the 2099 stuff a bit further. Just so we have enough time to do everything. But we are also working on getting together a Christmas special. So you've got that to look forward to. Along with the return of the most supreme squadron. The Squadron Supreme. So. So fine. Yeah, Multiversal Q is a weekly podcast, though sometimes we do bonus episodes, especially when we get feedback. You can leave us feedback on a number of sources like iTunes, Libsyn, Stitcher, uh, Google Play now. If you'd be interested in like having us post uh, these episodes as YouTube videos, let us know, because that would also be a possibility. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff. If you want to support us, we have a Patreon where one dollar gets you a bunch of stuff and if you like donate more than that you start getting like access to my notes and a lot of other stuff and we're pretty good about doing specific bonus content for people who back us it's true mm -hmm. in fact we should probably do one after this we can um but yeah you can find us on all sorts of social media from mz to twitter to facebook to tumblr and all those other places 
And uh, yeah, thank you for listening, definitely, because this is our Fan Appreciation Week. And we do appreciate you guys taking a chance to listen to our silly, weird, and often tiring podcast. Uh, Devin, where can people find you online? You can find me online at FredoFett, that's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And Luke, where can people find you? You can find me online at at Coltrek, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. And we also have our Exiled podcast that will be starting December 3rd, so look forward to that. Until then, this one's for Hank and our fans. Peace. Peace.